Have you ever wondered what it's like to work in law enforcement? From deputies on patrol, what it's like to work in corrections, dig into some cold case investigations and reveal the multitude of untold stories of how our officers give back to the community. All stories from your neighbors, the hardworking men and women who serve the citizens of York County. I can back 144 This is YCSO Behind the Badge, the official podcast of the York County Sheriff's Office. Welcome to YCSO Behind the Badge. I'm Trent Ferris, Public Information Officer for the York County Sheriff's Office and also your host. And if this is the first time you've listened to us, we ask you to do us a favor and go check us out on our social media pages. All the big ones, you know, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And also uh, sign up today for the Notify Me alerts straight to your phone and email at yorkcountysheriff.com because if a major event happens in the county that we feel needs your immediate attention, we can get you the most accurate information to the right people. That's you, our citizens, at exactly the right time. And with that said, I'm glad we have across the table from us today our guest because we're going to talk more about how to report certain things to the sheriff's office. Uh, So one more thing you could do for us at YorkCountySheriff.com is if you have a noisy neighbor or a dog that's barking in the middle of the night, and the best way to report those things is to, one, either call our non-emergency line, which is 803-628-3056 or 3059. That will get to you somebody to tell the dispatchers, hey, there's a noisy dog next door. And, um, And if you really are feeling frisky, don't you can call 911 but it's really going to put somebody in a bind because 911 is for emergencies our non-emergency number is 803-628-3056 or 3059 and that will get somebody to you and because uh, even even a code enforcement complaint for example a noisy neighbor uh, we usually get emails about that around midnight two o'clock in the morning And uh, just to let you know, our email submissions are not monitored 24 hours a day. So the response to your email will be significantly delayed. So we just ask you to call the non-emergency line if you have someone playing loud noises at night, music, or a dog barking. And then the next day, maybe the guy across the table from me will uh, give you a call and figure that out. I don't know. So from litter to scrap metal to noisy neighbors to animal fighting and everything in between all that, Sergeant... Robbie Ellis, welcome to the podcast. He is our code enforcement supervisor. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm glad you're here. This is one of those things you and I have talked about. We have been trying to do this for a while, but, you know, the sheriff is more important than you. I'm yeah, sorry. and I still don't understand that, but we'll go with that. <laughs> he was on last week, so now we got you in here. Okay. But, but this is one of those things, especially with the new year, a couple of things we need to talk to you about, like the scrap metal permits, which we'll get into. And so the podcast may be a little bit longer than normal because we got a lot of stuff to get to. Because we usually try to keep this about half half hour, 30 minutes, 35 minutes. You and I might be talking for a long time because I got seven eight sheets of paper here all talking about uh now it's just two sheets uh code enforcement stuff so um first as we always do on ycso behind the badge we talk about the person behind the badge that is you give us a little bit of details about yourself how long you worked here and why you chose law enforcement sure uh i started my law enforcement career in 1999 uh in clover Mm. at clover police department 
Uh, back then, it was a little bit different in the law enforcement world. You had to kind of, uh, I guess, take your uh, get your experience elsewhere before the sheriff's office would even consider hiring you back, mm. back in those days. Uh, so I did. I went to Clover Police Department, and I gave them two years. Mm-hmm. And in uh, 2001, I was fortunate enough to be hired here at the York County Sheriff's Office. And since then, what have you done? Everything that you've done since you've been here at the Sheriff's Office. So, of course, uh, most everyone, as they come here, I was on patrol, mm-hmm. you know, answering typical day-to-day calls out on the shift. Mm-hmm. Uh, from that, I was selected to go to the Traffic Enforcement Unit, where we uh, targeted seat belts and speeders and, mm-hmm. and DUIs. After that, uh, the sheriff's office decided they wanted to get a um, highway interdiction team, mm-hmm. uh, kind of another little branch off of narcotics. Mm-hmm. And I was selected along with me and one other person from the uh, traffic unit was selected to start that interdiction team. And uh, we did that for, well, I did that for nearly two years yeah. after that. So uh, just real quick, you sure. were the two guys on the interstate right there in front of Fort Mill Ford and Fort Mill sitting on the interstate side by side yeah and watching headlights go down yeah oh my gosh they got me they got me everybody hitting the brakes (laughs) thought we were highway patrol but we wasn't you were looking for drug dealers basically people Uh, trafficking drugs up and down the interstate correct uh large amounts of narcotics and also uh u.s currency there you go all right and next uh, you are off on to other stuff yep so uh you know, that's, uh, I did my time in interdiction, and then a road sergeant's position came open back on the road mm-hmm. on, on your shifts, and I applied and was fortunate enough to uh, secure one of those positions, mm-hmm. and I did that for a while, and then uh, the opportunity arose for me to take over the code enforcement unit here at the sheriff's office, and uh, I'm glad I did. Yeah, so now you're in code enforcement. This is what we're here to talk about today, but for Joe's listener here who is listening to the podcast, give us a cliff's notes version of what is code enforcement what do you do well so a lot of people get confused uh when you hear the word code enforcement and it's probably easier if i tell you what we don't do okay Okay. i'll take it we do not make your neighbors cut their grass oh no way we do not make your neighbors clean up their yard okay and and you don't make your neighbors but take the car out of the front yard uh, that's correct, <laughs> um, and I say that because we have received those call those calls multiple times. Okay, uh, and I have to explain to them that we do we, that's not what we do. Now we assist the unit that does that, mm-hmm. uh, but what we do in the code enforcement unit, and, and I have uh, um, Corporal Richardson also works mm-hmm. in my unit alongside of me, and mm-hmm. he's a, he's a big ac- asset to the uh, to the unit. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we do basically is we wear kind of mini hats. We uh, first of all we do any kind of illegal dumping, mm. and when I say illegal dumping, that don't mean your neighbors got trash piled up on their back porch and they won't take it off. I'm talking on roadways and um, uh, cul-de-sacs, abandoned cul-de-sacs, somewhere other than like a private property type mm-hmm. of yard situation. Uh, big problem in the county with people dumping uh, trash, um, used tires. Deer carcasses, in deer the carcasses, yeah. uh, construction debris mm-hmm. is real big. We kind of investigate all that the best we can, uh, and we work closely with uh, public works here at the county to mm-hmm. uh, to combat that. Yeah. Along with that, we do uh, we do regulate all the scrapyards mm-hmm. to make sure they're properly properly licensed. Mm-hmm. Uh, have, that's a big deal. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. That, that is a big issue that uh, we have tackled here recently. Mm-hmm. 
so we move from that and we go into um, the uh, tow truck services, the mm. wrecker services. Uh, we regulate all of them, make sure they're up to the standards that we've adopted to, mm. to ensure that they're in compliance with everything. Yeah, because that's something folks didn't. It's one of the things, I, I knew you did it, but it's one of those things that's not like people don't know that that's a thing. Correct. So, Correct. So tow trucks, okay. What else? Uh, another big area is uh, we work real close with animal control. Right. Uh, there are officers over there because, uh, and that can be anything from ill treatment of animals to, to abandoned animals to animal fighting. Mm-hmm. So we work really hand-in-hand with animal control also. So before we get into that, because that's always a big one, is animal fighting sure. and animal control issues. And, but so what's the difference between what you do and what the county code enforcement people do? There's a county government code enforcement folks, right? Sure. And then there's the York County Sheriff's Office code enforcement unit. What's the difference? Well, the, the biggest difference is I try to explain to the public is what they handle on their end Remember when I said that your neighbor's not cutting their grass, mm-hmm. your neighbor has abandoned cars in their yard, mm-hmm. they won't take their trash off their porch or whatever. That's just one aspect of what the county code enforcement does, right. not the, not the sheriff's office code enforcement. And they do that, and they're also into building codes and make sure you have the proper permits. Right. We, have, we don't have anything to do with that. Right. Uh, but... The way I tr- like to try to explain it is they they handle more of things that are on a civil level. Okay. When we're on more things on the criminal level. Okay. Like HOA stuff. When an HOA or anything like that? You nope. Know. No HOA stuff. No. Nope. no. Okay. And we do get that call quite yeah. quite frequently. You know, um, their neighbors parked in the, in the road and their HOA covenant says that's not allowed. Right. Well, you have to call your HOA we can't do anything about that that's HOA that's why they have it. it's a homeowners association that's why they have a president vice president secretary and treasurer that is correct and so you handle it in-house and then so on and so forth that's good to know that's good to know because we do get those emails you get the emails I get the emails we get the calls like my neighbor has a unsightly giant pink flamingo in the front yard I'm sorry and it's tipped over and they won't fix it correct or they have like the Santa Claus up in their yard and it's May. <laughs> Another issue that we failed to mention kind of that we take on too when you reminded me when you brought up emails mm-hmm. was uh, noise. Yeah, noise one. Yeah. Sure. Sure. So uh, we deal a lot with noise. Not so much of of my my neighbor has his radio on. Mm-hmm. That's more of what we consider more of a local shift level type mm-hmm. of situation. Uh, we deal more with our code enforcement tends to get involved of more of the you know factories starting up Mm. um, before it's time okay emitting too much noise uh that violates the ordinance uh something that is sustained noise you know um a bar that tends to have um some kind of entertainment that the noise is is excessive and going on until like wee hours of the morning when they should have been closed because it's state law that is correct so all right well good um well, let's get into it with um, the animal control. You work really closely with animal control. We do. And animal control works really closely with you, but you don't run animal control. You, The sheriff's office doesn't run animal control, right? We, that is 100% correct. They have animal control officers, but those officers are part of animal control, not the York County Sheriff's Office. That is correct. So, um, what's the difference with that? Like, you know, people call you, so you know, there's a... You, 
a horse that looks like it's got skin and bones. That Does that tip into your portion of that, or is that animal control? Well, it, it, it's kind of a fine line. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that typically that is an animal control issue. Mm-hmm. Now, when you speak of the, the horse being skin and bones, mm-hmm. then you're kind of maybe bordering on the verge of, of something criminal happening mm-hmm. where they will – they will need our assistance, you know, maybe to obtain warrants or to make some kind of uh, charge other than a magistrate charge, maybe an upper-level General Sessions type of court charge. Where it's been observed for weeks on end that this horse has been abused and so on and so forth. Correct. They're not feeding it. It's just standing out in the middle of the field, and they're just letting it go to waste. That is correct. And so that's when you go to that next level. You know, animal control goes out there, investigates. They say, okay, this is what's happening. Then we think that these people are abusing this this horse or whatever animal. And then they say, Sergeant Ellis, we need you to help us out on this. So we're about to jump this up to a criminal charge, right? Yeah, and, and they can, when you say criminal charge, though, they can write tickets okay. uh, to the uh, to the magistrate-type level offenses. Okay. When there's more of an in-depth investigation and really diving into, you know, animal cruelty, animal mm-hmm. neglect, something of that nature that – that requires some kind of sustained uh, or in-depth investigation, mm-hmm. that's usually when we get to call. Okay. So that tips into animal fighting. It does. You we you are on on the, Johnny on the spot when you hear something about dog dog fighting, animal fighting of any kind, right? Yes, yes. And so get into that a little bit. That that's that's part of I mean we're not we're not immune from animal fighting here in York County and from from dogs to chickens to whatever. Um so what sets uh, sets that to where it, it's animal fighting? Because you and I have been out in places where we've had sure. to take, you know, see some dogs and sure. them been chained up with some the certain chain heaviness and length and whatever, no water, poor shelter, mud right. and this and that, whatever. Go, go into right. that a little bit. We know animal fighting for folks who are out there. Well, so animal control, it, it kind of works both ways. Sometimes I have informed animal control that I am working this investigation and I'm going to need their assistance. Mm-hmm. And vice versa, they have contacted me, letting me know they need my assistance. Uh, but generally when an animal fighting case arises, mm-hmm. we're automatically involved with yeah. that. Right, because well, it's, it's one, fighting, two, sure. cruelty, sure. three, more likely sometimes a death of an animal or, or whatever yes uh but also along with the animal fighting you can expect firearms oh yeah uh drug activity mm-hmm. and all the 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 pits and everything you know the stuff oh, yeah. that because so, you have to be we've talked about it before it's you know the the stuff that goes along the lines with animal fighting you have to be trained on how to identify that right absolutely like the pits and the oh, yeah. training stuff and how, how does that go into it well, you know, without giving away too much information yeah. on, on, and jeopardize further investigations, sure. Uh, you know, those are typical things that you find uh, at a, particularly a dog fighting mm-hmm. type of uh, oh, yeah. environment, is you, you, your pits, right? Uh, uh, your fighting pits, yeah. And then mostly those are the pit bull breed, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that's involved, and then there's other things that go along with it. You know, medications. Um, exercise equipment and, and and don't get me wrong just because you hear me say oh exercise equipment maybe they're just worried about their dog well that's fine and you can't base your whole investigation off one piece of evidence mm-hmm. you know you take the totality 
of the evidence, and you put it together to deem whether animal fighting's there or not. Right, because we, I mean, it, it's going to really sound bad, but when something like that does happen, we get raked over the coals. Like, why didn't you do this, and why didn't you sure. do that? And because people love animals, they do. People love them. I mean, love dogs. I got a dog. I mean, but they turn around on. I mean, just to put it out there, they turn around and think you hate animals when it comes down At to points, it. At points, yes. <laughs> that is truly And, and just the for case. the record, I do have two beautiful labs at home that See? I love dearly. See? I'm just saying. So it's just not, I mean, it, to, for the Joe citizen who uh, out there who may have, you know, preconceived notions that we don't care, we do. And it's we take you take it serious. I take it very serious. Very, very serious yes. whenever any yes. kind of r- rumor, speculation, or tips come in that there might be animal fighting somewhere you johnny on the spot on that kind we, of stuff. we are on it and just because something don't happen that day or that week doesn't mean we're not investigated sometimes things have to just play out yep. and, and and take them as they come it's not it's, i always say like when we had uh joey wallace in here or cid it's like you know cases we do cold cases every now yep. and then it's like you know cases don't get solved in an hour like on television correct we'd love it to happen that way oh that'd be great good and good solved and in court in an hour it just doesn't work that way and i think most people realize that but sometimes they want it done that fast so sure. all right Whew. and i, I can know, understand that but it just doesn't happen in animal fighting and animal control stuff could we can we'll bring you back how about that schedule in for another podcast yeah thanks maybe i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on let's talk about your you said you mentioned a little bit about litter and unsecured loads and all that kind of stuff, yep. you know, because you work with Public Works and I do keep York County beautiful. The folks over there, sure. Allison Woodruff, and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So, um, tell us about that. What do you do with that? So, uh, I hate to say, but I'm not as active in that as I should be, or as someone should be, yeah. just because I have so many other things going on. True. Um, but we do they report to us when they find large areas of of the county like on a roadway that has a large dump site Mm -hmm. they'll report that to us and we'll go investigate that yeah i remember it was a neighborhood a couple years ago people were just it was an unfinished neighborhood yep it was a whole bunch of cul-de-sacs and people were just dumping trash in the middle of these cul-de-sacs because i mean nobody was living there correct but it was still illegal to dump all this trash absolutely so it's that that kind of stuff yes all right uh, and we do have certain roads in the county that are uh, real bad for that, mm-hmm. um, where people say, oh, this is kind of a, a desolate road. This would be a good place to dump our shingles. Nobody will know. Uh, right. Nobody will ever know. Uh, but believe it or not, the odds are in our favor. We generally can find out who did it. And, and in the past, we've had checkpoints for for unsecured loads, you know, going into the landfill and other places because people just – They'll load up a truck, and then while they're driving from point A to here or the landfill, they're just throwing stuff out the back of it, right? So you, Well, all you have to do is ride down Highway 5 uh, <laughs> from Moss Justice Center towards Rock Hill yeah. and look at the uh, trash on the side of the road, and the majority of that did not come out of someone's hand. That flew yeah. out of the back of uh, a truck of some sort that did not properly tarp and secure their uh, the load they was carrying. And it's not just like paper and stuff. It's wood and oh, yeah. other ma- building materials because sure. that's what goes out here a lot. Sure. Sure. And building materials in a road can cause, you know, whatever happened, pop a tire, this and that, whatever else. So you're, you're on top of that stuff too. As much as I can be. As yeah. much as you can be. We try. We, we try. try. But you're not the guy who's, hey, I'm going to go, I want to adopt a highway. I'm going to adopt Highway 5 and pick up the trash. That's not you. That is not me. Just because we get those questions too. We want to adopt a road. We want to adopt a highway. That's, 
Uh, Allison over at Public Works. Allison Woodruff at Public Works, who is in charge of uh, Keep York County Beautiful and Keep South Carolina Beautiful. Well, good. Man, I'm telling you, that's why we're getting into all this. This is a lot Great. of stuff. We're hopefully getting all the preconceived misconceptions of what you do. You know, but you're only one guy. So folks may say, hey, why aren't you out here fixing the litter problem out on the road? Well, we're investigating this and I would we're investigating this i mean it, it takes a lot so and i do have corporal richardson that works with me like i said and you know he, he stays busy also yeah you know all the time so so going into litter and unsecured loads there's a new uh the problem with metal thefts i mean that's yes. a different thing people steal metal <laughs> copper catalytic converters so on and so forth and then there is a permitting process whether they steal it or they're just scrapping it from a business right there's a difference that that, that is correct so if people steal a catalytic converter they put it in a truck yes to take it somewhere yes hopefully not york county any of those places because the scrap metal places around here are pretty on point of checking that kind they of are, stuff they right are. they do a good job so but you somebody pulls up you know you find a a load of catalytic converters in a truck and they don't have any people paperwork or anything like that mm -hmm. that's where you come in right i can yes because <laughs> they need a permit to do that you whether well, let's not go on catalytic converters let's say we have a somebody's got a business a legit business and they're gutting a building that has a lot of metal sure before they can take that metal those non-ferrous metals correct and they load it in the truck they have to come see you correct of they, sorts they do uh and that process has recently changed yes um before uh, to obtain a metal permit and when i speak before i'm gonna go back even pre-covid 19 oh, huh. uh, you could you would have to come to the office mm -hmm. and at that point i believe it was here at the sheriff's office yeah well yeah because of covid we moved it yes, out of the yes. Right. so uh you'd have to come here and all you had to do was show your driver's license sit down take your picture and everybody and their brother that wanted a metal permit could get one mm -hmm. well COVID-19 came along, and they moved that to our District 3 office on Cherry Road in Rock Hill. Right. Well, it was still the same thing. Anybody could come get one, uh, but you could only come on Mondays and Wednesdays. Because of COVID. Because of COVID, because, you know, we had uh, a skeleton crew, basically. Yeah. You know. Uh, so we began to see an increase in metal thefts. Mm-hmm. So we sat down and we dug into why, you know, why are they still in the metal? You know, mm -hmm. there's an underlying reason. Yeah. And so we decided we got together with the uh, the powers that be here at the office and uh, we revamped our metal process, uh, metal permit process. To make it really easy now, much easier, I, I'd say, I think. I say it's a lot easier, mm -hmm. uh, not only for uh, our, our ladies at the uh, front desk on, at the Cherry Road office, mm -hmm. uh, but also easier for the officers yep and easier to apply uh to the general public who's applying for one somebody who might be just doing some you know who doesn't own a business somebody who's just a joe citizen who's trying to throw away a whole bunch sure. of metal at their house sure um so the process now is online it is so you go to uh our, our sheriff's office page your sheriff.com yes sign up for those notify me alerts yes and uh <laughs> Mr. Ferris has uh, kindly put that link in several different places on our website. If, if you miss it, you are blind. And so, if you're well, and if you're blind, you still won't miss it because if you have the page reader, you will find it. Yes. 
So uh, you go on there and apply for a, a metal permit, and basically all you have to do is um, put in your information, your vehicle's information, uh, some pertinent information such as your date of birth, mm-hmm. uh, and hit submit. That comes to mine and Deputy Richards or Corporal Richardson's mm-hmm. um, email. Straight to you. Straight to us. Uh, and trust me, on the weekend, they really come in. <laughs> Uh, so Didn't mean to blow up your inbox. Yes. So every uh, every morning, uh, we try to make it a priority. We sit down and uh, we go through the metal permitting uh, applications, mm. and uh, we run criminal histories. That is one of the biggest things that we we implemented with this new process. Mm-hmm. Uh, because unfortunately, there are people out there who who are in the metal business that are not the most honest in the world. Right. And that's the ones that we're wanting to try to combat. Okay. Uh, so we uh, make our decision, and then that person's notified uh, by phone or email. Their choice. It's easy. Sure. And uh, they come on Monday and Wednesdays between 8 and 12. They sit down. They have their picture made and sign for it, and see you later. You get your permit, and you're gone. That's correct. And you're legal. To you're legal. Take, take, take your medal wherever you want to take it. Correct. Well, good. So... Hopefully everybody remembers that. It's at yourcanesheriff.com. You go find it. And you go look under code enforcement on the website. Go look in our news file because it's still going to be up. Or how to. Or how to. You click in how to, how to get metal permit or just metal permits or whatever. Uh, and it'll take you to where you need to go. So there's no excuse, really. There is not. Because you can fill that out anytime, 24 hours a day, and then go pick it up, which is a whole lot easier. So... So hopefully everybody remember that. So one big thing with the metal permit that uh, is still um, a lot of the public is unclear on. Hmm. You have to be a resident of York County. Okay. Right. Okay. Right. If, mean, you, if you live in Chester County, Lancaster County, Gaston County, mm-hmm. Cleveland County, that's the counties that border yep. York County. Yep. Uh, then you have to go to your local sheriff's office there and apply for the permit if you reside in that jurisdiction. So folks in Lancaster go to Lancaster Sheriff's Office or correct. however they do there. And if you're in Cherokee County, you go to Cherokee County. That is correct. And there's a difference between North and South Carolina, too, I'm sure. I'm sure there is. So if yep. you go to Gaston County, they may have a whole different type of process for metal permits. That is correct. But it's all, one, to make sure people are doing it right because metal and to actually control some of the crime. You know, possibly because metal theft is a thing because people sell metal like a like they it play the a, stock market. It is a real thing. It is a real thing. So, next, and if you ever have a air conditioner, that, hey, what happened to all my copper on my air conditioner? Right. Guess what? Right. Something like that stole your metal. So, <laughs> well, all right. Well, let's get on to the next thing. Um, this kind of goes into two things. You have noise violations. Well, either one we talked about it a little bit earlier for noisy neighbors, but also. Um, home shooting ranges because people have you know there is a there is a ordinance that you can do it right if you do it right you can have a home shooting range absolutely and but that's a thing because people i don't know if anybody's ever been on the what's up leslie kataba facebook page (laughs) Uh, one weekend uh, i mean every weekend somebody's posting somebody's making a whole bunch of noise somebody's shooting i heard an explosion somewhere it was a we got an email somewhere from uh Lake Wiley heard hearing an explosion. That was yesterday. Was it? Yes. I think so, yeah. Yes. So it was, that's usually a thing called t- 
Tannerite. Tannerite so yeah. let's talk about this. Let's shooting okay. ranges, noise violations, and shooting things. Uh, okay. We're going to do the best we can okay. with it. Corporal Richardson is my go-to guy on uh, shooting ranges. Yep, because he is a firearms guy. We are yeah. a firearms instructor. Jeez, who am I? Yeah. Aren't you? Weren't no, you? No, no, no. Okay, well, he is. Yep, he is. And uh, con- teaches concealed weapons yep. classes, and so he's really involved with that that aspect of the job so he knows it he knows it okay uh so what i'm giving you is stuff i've learned from from him see so uh shooting ranges it is not against the law in unincorporated areas of the county to discharge a firearm on your own property right as long as here we go write them down folks if you're not unless you're doing this in a safe manner Mm -hmm. okay now what does a safe manner mean Right. Okay. If a guy comes out of his back on his back porch and decides to shoot into the big oak tree in the backyard, eh, can't do that. That's not a safe manner. That's not a safe manner. Okay. Uh, The law is a little bit tricky if if you dive into what the law actually reads. It says you have to, it has to be, you have to be shooting into an NRA approved backstop. Okay. Here's the problem. NRA has nothing to do with backstops. They're the National Rifle Association. Correct. That's like a DOT helmet. <laughs> a DOT-approved helmet. DOT has nothing to do with helmets. Okay. okay. So, nor does the NRA have anything to do with backstops. Okay. So, we have to implement a lot of uh, common sense okay. when we go look at these ranges. Okay. If you are, if you have a berm, mm-hmm. okay, and that berm has some way to catch the uh, the steel or whatever you're shooting, mm-hmm. and keep it from ricocheting or whatever, or uh, skipping or, or whatever. Correct. You keeping it contained to that area. Mm-hmm. That is a safe manner. Okay. Okay. Now a lot of people complain about the noise because the noise the noise violation kind of maybe coincides a little bit with the shooting. Mm-hmm. Okay. I tell people. They have a right to shoot. Yeah. As long as they're doing it in a safe manner, okay, and doing it during the proper hours. Now, that don't mean they can go out there at 2 o'clock in the morning, mm-hmm. you know, and, and let it go. Yeah. You know. Nobody wants that. Correct. <laughs> uh, but you have to understand they have rights like you have rights. Mm-hmm. So if it's Sunday afternoon, 4.30, 4 o'clock, whatever, okay, during – when most people are up. Yeah, yeah. Okay. And they're doing it in a safe manner. They, they have every right yeah, to do it. Every that. right to do it. Correct. And, and our it, biggest it, issue is the safety of it. Okay. And but then some people, you know, you know, yes, it's loud, it's noisy. I have a neighbor who shoots I mean I know where the ammo shortage is coming from because him you know, this guy right. who shoot, shoots all of them. Well, he hasn't shot in a while. Cross cross my fingers, knock on the wood. There's no ammo. Know, there's, yeah, there's no ammo. But anyway, he uh you know, it's loud. It's annoying, sure, but he actually has a proper backstop, okay, and he is doing it in a safe manner. Sure. Believe it or not, it's just loud and annoying, correct, and that's okay because he has a right to that, and I have a right to complain, correct. That is absolutely <laughs> correct. So, what about tannerite cans? Oh, the oh, tannerite, boy. yeah, those. I mean, people are shooting those, but you can buy tannerite at your local Dick's or uh, Academy Sports, right? It's like, uh, what is it, legal dynamite? Yeah, you know. Uh, However, there is a thing about tannerite folks need to know. Sure. Uh, and t- 
Tanner Wright, knock on wood, I haven't had a complaint in uh, quite a while about Tanner Wright. Okay. We did have several locations in the county where certain individuals love to buy and shoot their Tanner Wright. Yeah. Okay. That is fine. Yeah. Okay. Uh, like you mentioned, you can buy it off the shelf at Academy Sports today. Yep. If they have any. Uh, the only thing you can't do is you cannot put that into an enclosed space. Okay. I.e. a camper. <laughs> <laughs> People might be like, they're probably like, what? Did he just say camper? Yes. yes. A camper because it's happened. It might have happened. It might have happened. Okay. I.e. a refrigerator. <laughs> what? A refrigerator? Yes. Why? Yeah. Because just, it's happened. <laughs> just see how far the door will fly. Okay. So that is against the law. You cannot do that. You can buy your tanner right, and you can set it on a stump, and you can shoot it. Yep, okay? and make a big boom. Make big, big loud noises. But you cannot enclose that tanner right into another object and ignite it. And because... That makes everything go, you know, boom, and then those pieces of the, you know, because it's not just one can of Tannerite. When somebody's blowing oh, up yeah. something like a camper, they put up a whole bunch of cans of Tannerite in yes, there. Yes, they do. And then the whole thing goes boom, and then you have shrapnel and pieces of wood and glass and metal going everywhere, too, which, you know, ups the ante there a little bit. Well, and then it circles back to, you know, safety. Yeah. It's a safety violation. It's not very, only very for the person unsafe. shooting it, but the neighbors. Yeah. Or people in the area. And um, but we do get a complaint every now and then with people saying, "What was that loud explosion I heard?" Yes. More than likely, ninety-five percent of the time, it's somebody who shot a tannerite right. can. Unless you live next to a quarry. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, there have we been have some, that. We have yeah. that. We have down people, and they do dynamite and do, do road work around here sure. and stuff like that. So, um, but there you go. So if you hear a loud explosion, it's probably somebody shooting a tannerite can. And if you think they might not be doing this safely. That's when the calls. But if it's just a loud noise and you're annoyed by it, I'm really sorry. But they have all the right to do it Correct. if if they're doing it safely in a safe manner. In a safe manner. Oh, so hopefully, you know, you know, people are going to be like, "Oh man, no way!" You know, they're going to be yeah. upset about that answer. I'm sure because it's annoying. It is. But it's what it is. <laughs> so, all right, we'll we'll circle back around here. Okay. Uh, for anything like this we've talked about, we've talked about litter, an, uh, animal control, metal permitting process, and the noise violations and home shooting ranges. Mm-hmm. If somebody has a question and or comment or concern that they need to talk to you about, the code enforcement unit supervisor, how can they get in touch with you? So two ways. You can call our sheriff's office at 803-628-3059. Yep. Or you can reach me directly by email. Boom. At Robert dot ellis that's e-l-l-i-s at yorkcountygov.com and there's even a, a metal permit email now right there is metal dot permits i get them all weekend <laughs> at yorkcountygov.com uh, so anybody who knows anything about metal permits remember it's all on the website anybody who wants to get in touch with you can find all your information Absolutely. on the website and you'll answer them right i do i get i, I get back to everybody that uh, responds to me and, but remember, he's a two-man show. It's you, two you and another show. guy, so it might take you a little while to get back to him. Just to let everybody if know. it's something about shooting, you're probably going to hear from uh, Corporal Richardson. There you go. Because I will give him that email and ask him to follow up on that. He does a great job. And he does. All right. So before we wrap it up, we always ask our guests, 
who are usually more than likely, except for Amanda Reagan, who is our only non-sheriff's office employee okay. who sat across the table from me. Don't make her mad now. No, she feeds us. She does. She does. <laughs> but um, what if uh, if you had a chance, if somebody comes up to you and says, hey, Robbie, I'm, I'm looking to get in law enforcement. What, what, do, what do you suggest? What, do you, what would you tell me? Why did you get in law enforcement? And what, would, what do I need to know? For somebody who's looking to get into law enforcement as a career, not just a job, sure. a career, what would you tell that person? Well, and it's funny you should say that because when you say job, they're not going to last. Mm-mm. If it's in your heart that you want to serve others mm-hmm. because you're not going to get rich. No. Okay. But I go home every day. Uh, sometimes with some burdens, but I tend to go home satisfied Mm -hmm. that I have uh, done the best I could to serve my community that day. So if that's what you're after, I say absolutely, we need need people just like you. And we need folks that are just, you know, willing to, like you said, serve. Correct. And we are hiring. So, and you know, you know, they got the national narrative of people who don't want to do law enforcement, like Sheriff said last week. Hopefully, the pendulum has swung as far as it's going to go. We're hoping, and uh, it'll swing back to you know more support towards law enforcement. Everybody, you know, wants to serve, serve, and help. And believe it or not, you know, people pay attention to the news and um, what the narrative has become concerning law enforcement. Mm -hmm. And I can honestly say, we do not see that here locally no we don't we have, we have tremendous we, support we do from the citizens of york county they support us wholeheartedly except when there's loud noisy neighbors in the middle of the night and a dog barking that's correct <laughs> <laughs> but that's not you call the non-emergency line get somebody to come and talk to your neighbor about their barking dog in the middle of the night. correct so um all right well thank you Hey. For coming by. I think, you Glad know, I, like I said, this is a long podcast. We're going to run it on uh, close to 36 minutes here, but I knew it was going to be long because there's lots of questions. People sure. always ask about this. And maybe in the future we'll do a Ask the Code Enforcement Guy question episode or something. And if you probably have a question, still didn't cover everything we needed to cover. I know it. So we'll bring you back because hey. people are going to probably have more questions and you have the answers if we'll i don't have it we will get you the answer you need so maybe in the future we'll do a hey you got a code enforcement question send it to us we'll ask it on the podcast and let's you do can it. answer it so, let's do it all right well thanks folks and uh lastly before we go check us out on our social media pages like we said before facebook instagram twitter linkedin and youtube just look up york county sheriff's office south carolina hey real quick yeah myspace ain't a thing anymore no no myspace we we don't do tiktok either okay no tiktok or snapchat here at the york county sheriff's office so anyway (laughs) but yeah if it were a thing we probably would do it but i think myspace it was a thing it was a thing it was but um but anyway folks if you uh are were interested in this podcast and you want to say hey i'll listen to this podcast about code enforcement go tell your friend to go listen to it and if an emergency is if it's an emergency or you are reporting an act of crime, call 911. Don't send it to us on an email because we don't check it all the time. So if it's a legit emergency or an act of crime and you need something, you know, somebody come see it, you know, tell somebody about it. 911 is your best bet. So uh, lastly, again, sign up for those notify me alerts. Straight to your phone and email at yorkcountysheriff.com. And if you need to know what metal permitting process and how to fill a process out online, the permit process online, that is also at yorkcountysheriff.com. And lastly, Robbie Ellis and everybody who's listening to you just now, thanks for listening to YCSO Behind the Badge.